Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Backyield Show. My name is Joe Lowry, and on today's show, we're doing something a little bit different. We are introducing to you all a new series called After Dark, where we bring you the latest absurdities from around the world of American soccer. We had an article version of After Dark pop up on Backheel.com earlier this week. And now, straight to your ears, we are bringing you After Dark on the mic. Now, why is this called After Dark? Well, things get weird here in the American soccer world. Our pyramid is more like a lopsided blob with a few leagues here and a few leagues there. One of the most well-attended clubs in Major League Soccer has a mascot called Sir Minty. And we have a team in the U.S. named after a giant fire in Chicago that killed several hundred people. So, yeah, things get weird here in American soccer, which is why we're introducing After Dark as a series in the first place, so that we can keep you up to date with the weird and sometimes fun things that happen in this game in this country. We're calling this After Dark because with domestic games kicking off at a bunch of different times across the United States every weekend... Hashtag MLS After Dark or NWSL or USL After Dark have become synonymous on social media with the chaos that tends to reign supreme in late night matches. For those who have watched, I don't know, the San Jose Earthquakes take on the Vancouver Whitecaps at like what would account for 1 p.m., 1 a.m., excuse me, Eastern time, you would understand a little bit about what this After Dark tag means. We've got for you on today's show some of the After Darkiest After Dark stuff that has happened in the American soccer world over the last week. We'll bring it to you all in 10 minutes or less because you're on the backfield show. That's just what we do. So let's get to it and talk after dark. Up first, for those who are on social media and who follow the US Open Cup, Maybe there's a small group of you listening to this show. You know where I'm going with this. It's the only way you can go with this. Sharktopus FC. Yes, there is a soccer team called Sharktopus FC. They played and won in the second round of U.S. Open Cup qualifying earlier this week. Last week, I believe it was, we talked about the Houston Dynamo's win over Inter Miami in the U.S. Open Cup. Well, qualifying for the 2024 edition of this tournament has already begun and it includes a team named Sharktopus FC. We are talking about a hybrid shark-octopus combination here. One probably with some truly fearsome ocean skills. I don't know what all this creature can do on the water. But apparently, it can triumph in U.S. Open Cup qualifying. They topped Holak FC to move on to the third round of U.S. Open Cup qualifying. Now, they've become quite the hit already on social media. It's a Seattle-based team. After their success and some of the notoriety that's come around on social media, not least because they have multiple, I believe multiple, contestants from previous seasons of the Netflix reality dating slash marriage show, Love is Blind, in their squad, since they've sort of risen to a minor social media fame, they've launched a website, and they've got a kit now as well that you can buy. I don't believe it's actually their own kit that they play US Open Cup games in, but it's from all of New York. You can find it on their website. It looks really, really clean. And if you just want to learn more about Sharktopus FC, uh, I would go check out sharktopusfc.com, which has also arisen in the last 24 to 48 hours as you're listening to this episode right now. On the website, there's a tagline that says, all proceeds go towards funding our dreams of beating Inter Miami in the 2024 US Open Cup. We all know who wears pink the best, winky face. 
Just go check it out. This is fun. It's what makes American soccer so fun so much of the time. When we get stories like this in the U.S. Open Cup, I don't know if they're going to win in the third round or not. The odds are certainly stacked against them facing into Miami and beating them in the 2024 version of the U.S. Open Cup. But it's awesome. It's fun. I hope they win it all. And that is certainly some after dark energy. Up next, over the weekend, we had a 13-year-old pro playing in the USL championship. Now, what was I doing at 13, you ask? Well, I was binging sports talk radio in my room. Uh, What is Davian Kimbrough doing at 13? Well, he's playing professional soccer. Over the weekend, he became the youngest person in U.S. history to play in a competitive professional soccer game thanks to a three-minute cameo off the bench for the Sacramento Republic against Las Vegas Lights. That's a second record for Kimbrough, who became the youngest pro athlete in American team sports history when he signed for Sacramento in August. Now, it's a weird situation. A lot of this is quite bizarre, and I wish nothing but the best for Davian Kimbrough. It feels a little PR-y, and, and maybe part of the reason why I can't wrap my head around this outside of that lens is because I was listening to Sports Talk Radio at 13 rather than training to be a pro athlete at 13. But I sincerely hope that the Republic take good care of Kimbrough. And I'll be honest, it is weird to see a 13-year-old play on the field for a professional soccer team, but... As far as entrances go and easing a player into the water, three minutes against Las Vegas Lights, a team that is not a strong one in the USL Championship, three minutes off the bench late in the second half, that's a pretty good time to get a player into a game if you're going to get that player, that young player, into a game at all. So I think the stage is set for Sacramento to take good care of Davian Kimbrough. I hope fans remember that he is 13 years old and measure their expectations and measure their comments. Either way, here's to hoping that the Republic do all of those things, and he has a long, Davian Kimbrough, a long and prosperous professional career, still a 13-year-old pro in American soccer, something we've never seen before. That, folks, has After Dark written all over it. Now, up next, let's talk about the Supporters' Shield. FC Cincinnati claimed the Supporters' Shield over the weekend. I'm guessing most of you listening to the show already know that, and their rise from MLS bottom feeders to one of the league's premier teams, has been awesome. It's been so much fun to watch as a neutral. They claim the Shield after beating Toronto FC over the weekend, becoming the best team in this year's MLS regular season. Now, every year when a team wins the Shield in Major League Soccer, it reignites a debate. The question is, is the regular season rewarding Shield MLS's most prestigious trophy, or is MLS Cup the one that actually matters most? Now, the general public sides with the Cup. I get it. We all love playoffs. We're hardwired to love playoffs as American sports fans. I'll admit, though, I am squarely on the side of the Supporters' Shield as being the better trophy. Even with an unbalanced schedule, it still gives us something of an idea of the league's best team over a larger sample size compared to, with MLS Cup, a hot run of form across basically a handful of playoff games. Apparently, I am now joined on Team Shield by manager of FC Cincinnati, Pat Noonan, who had this to say in training, before training, really, after his team won the Shield. This quote was from earlier this week. He said, quote, My own opinion of this has changed. I think it, referring to the Supporter Shield, has now surpassed the MLS Cup in terms of relevancy. Pat, first of all, welcome aboard. Happy to have you. Uh, Second of all, we've got to be smarter about this, guys. It's awfully convenient that the manager of the team who currently holds the Shield suddenly has a change of heart about which trophy matters more. I'm just not buying it from Pat Noonan. I'm not buying that if his team hadn't lifted the supporter shield, that he would actually stay and continue on with his comments from earlier this week. It just doesn't make sense to me. Even if Pat Noonan is being genuine in all of this, he he mentions how the supporter shield has passed MLS Cup in terms of relevancy. 
That is just straight up not true. We cannot have that as a fact here. Even I, as one of the world's biggest supporter Shield truthers, and there maybe aren't a lot of us, I would never go so far as to say that the Shield is surpassed the cup in terms of relevancy. You don't get the same trophy ceremony. You don't get the same festivities. It just isn't the same. It's not celebrated the same. The casual fan doesn't view it the same. Even most MLS diehard fans don't view it the same way. I would like them to, although there are valid reasons, and the unbalanced schedule is the biggest one as to why it's not viewed this way. But I would like folks to view the Shield as the trophy that really matters because, again, it tells us more about a team than an MLS Cup win but it's just it's just not here. So I hate to say it, but the optics from Pat Noonan here do more harm than good when it comes to Team Shield. So let's try to get ahead of this thing next year and maybe do a little work on our media message for whoever wins this trophy in 2024. If you want more After Dark energy, go check out backheel.com. We have more After Dark items up on the site right now. Something about Toronto FC, a little bit about predictions. There's more juice on backheel.com where you can access more quality American soccer coverage. MLS, NWSL, USL, the U.S. men's and women's national teams. Go check out the site and subscribe. For now, we'll talk to you again real soon. (laughs) 